Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our podcast. Before we start, allow me to introduce the players from Group 3, Class A. I'm Atifa Rahmi as a narrator in this drama. Dika Zakia as Susan, Aditya Putra as Jacob, Ahmad Nober as Biancy. In this special moment, let us present our podcast drama entitled Kau Dang in Mud by Muribu Hendry. Happy listening and enjoy! Since one act play in time, the action happens at night. Act one, scenes one. A well-furnished, lavish living room sat on the second floor of the house. Susan, late twenties, wearing a black dress, is discovered in deep mourning. Sitting upon a sofa, gazing firmly at the photograph. Jacob is also present. He's dressed in a fitting suit. His shirt has seen better days. His tie barely reaches his collar and the top button is undone. He appears somewhat tired as he gently rests his hand on Susan's shoulder. I'm afraid you're wearing yourself out, Susie. Look, the company needs you. Everyone there has moved on already and whatever Brit is enjoying life. Even your brother, except you, was hiding yourself in this house as though you're confined. Yes, I'm confined. Confined in these four walls, just like my father is in his grave. Besides, I'm stopping nothing from enjoying its life. My father meant everything to me. Oh God, there we go again. Signing lamentation like it's the only thing left to do in the world. See, Susie. When my wife died, I grieved and mourned for only two weeks, and then it was over. A big contrast, Jacob. You told me she was so ill for a long time, and the least you wished for her was death. And I also told you that before she died, I had a series of mourning as I watched Pearl lying in her sick bed. Not the case with my father. I know it was a sudden death. Exactly. You know very well that he lived to see us wedding. But now everything seems... You're not cancelling the wedding, are you? Oh, he wished to see me in another life. Life of a complete woman. Susie, what is it in heaven's name? It was three weeks to our wedding. Who did he have to die at such a time? It was the will of God, and the Lord has given him eternal peace. You grieve enough for it, and it's time to stop. Have you forgotten that we already made a reservation for the wedding? Look here. 
He puts off his coat and hangs it on the chair. He checks his briefcase and whips out the clipboard, opens it to Susan. All our invitations are already sent out and we have requests from America that are flying in to witness us exchanging foes. It will be more tears for you if things don't go well. You don't want our request to be disappointed to you. Thing is, we shall not flash your father deaths down the toilet so quick. No, of course we shall recognize the loss by offering a moment of silence and with him eternal peace, just to clear the air out. On second, on second thought, that evening of the wedding, we can go visit his grave with gifts and flowers. He will be pleased. What is the use of all these words when none of them has sympathy for me? You understand how close I was to my father, and now he's gone. A lot of responsibility lies in my hands. I have to manage his business, the coffee company. He heard everything when the will was read. I totally understand, but... I wish you did. I do, Susie. I'm just afraid that you're forgetting us. Jacob, I have not said no to the wedding. I love you, and I want the wedding to happen. But I just need some time to figure out how to manage the estate of my father. Really? Yes. Well, I'm here. We can talk about the business then later, the wedding. How about that? You see, it hurt me seeing you train yourself like this yet. A bell rings so loudly. What is that? I'm in no mood to see nobody. Me either. So I was saying, it hurt me seeing you. A bell rings again. Jacob sighed dejectedly, advancing to the door. I'll go see who's there. No, whoever that person is, let them stay there. Open up. Oh God, there we go again. You know what? I'm not having another argument with him. Not tonight. Jacob grabs his coat to leave. Wait, you can't just leave. Oh, a kiss? No. She stares at him expressionlessly. All right, fine. I'll stay. But, you know, I can't stand him around. He's my brother, you know. Jacob shrugs as Susan exits. Jacob stares around, grinning like a fool. He sits in the sofa, bossy like more like the owner of the house, grabs a magazine to read. He enacts a gentleman who is just from rock and slums in his sofa. He manages not to laugh. Life is good, uh-huh. Why would you want to delay me this leaf, Susie? Huh? A leaf I long for years. This is where I belong. It's our house now. My house now, Mr. Jacob Piakulekas mansion. You can play hard on me as long as you wish, but I'm ready to fall in love like a schoolboy just to enjoy all this.
footsteps approach. Jacob refers to his seat. Fancy, mid-twenties, tipsy, his shirt half-taken and sleeves roll up. Enters followed by Susan. Fancy holds a bottle of beer in one hand that he sips on. The bad thing you don't know when to talk and when to shut. You talk too much, Susan, too much. And this fool, what is he doing here? Good evening to you too. Off my seat. Look how obedient he is. Like is a well trained dog who comes when his mister calls. You don't own a seat here. You're right. I don't own a seat because I own more than just a seat. So where is it? Where's what? Come on. I don't want to waste the time for both of you. Look at him. I don't know how long he has been waiting to get whatever is between your legs. Just get me what I want and he'll be off the hook. What is it that you want? The wheel. Stop pulling down. You know, I can't do that. You heard it being read by the lawyer. Must I ask again? I can't give it to you. It's not some piece of paper to play with. Do I look like I want to play with a piece of paper? You know what? I won't leave until I have it. Fine, stay. Just give him the damn will, Susie. After all, the lawyer has another copy. Hey, family matters, please. Stay out this. I don't I don't need your help. Susan exits to her bedroom and awkward silence. Okay. It's not good manners to drink alone. Have some. I'm okay. I didn't ask you how you're feeling, just offering you a drink. I don't boost, thanks. Oh, you don't? That's really unfortunate. Sorry, man. So when, when are you starting? To do what? To boost. Jacob glances at him and ignores. Jacob's expression showed that Bancy is drunk. I will let you think about it. Meanwhile, tell me why you want to marry my sister. We both know she is not pretty. People say my looks are even far way better than hers. Yet she wears makeup. So just imagine if I, okay, I won't go there. Anywhere, she has some flash behind that. Of course, you can't stare at for more than three seconds. So besides what I know, tell me why you are dying for her. Take what you know. So it is true. Look, if it's money that you were marrying her for, 
then go marry something else. I don't, I don't care if it's a god or anything, so long as it breathes. Susan strides in and plops a document on the table. There you have it. Now take your alcohol out. Thank God. Go to your quarters. Not so fast. What else do you want? And what do you think? I need this thing for. You have to believe that our father didn't sign this shit voluntarily. It may have been that he didn't even know what he was signing. Each word written inside there is of our father's hand. It's so unfortunate that it is only me having brains to prove that this document is not of our father's consent. Brains? Uh, hmm. I see. You want proof? He flips page until he holds on one. Now, listen and listen good. I leave my son's Bianchi Tony out of the estate, not because I love him any less, but because I think he has less need of it. So now, tell me, that was a same mind writing this. Father didn't know how much I love wealth. Tell me, tell me how he could forget and write this shit. He wrote it and signed on it. You call this his signature? This is a hand of very ill man. Someone wrote this crap and made him sign on it on his deathbed. You did that? What? You hurt me. You're crazy. No, crazy is you being so selfish to make him sign on this crap, forgetting that he was also my father. Congratulations. Susan, you succeeded, but I did what belongs to me. It's our father's will, and I don't know what belongs to you. That's not your problem. All you have to do is to disclaim part of the property to me. Write a disclaimer. Tony, it wasn't my fault for the will to read as it does, and you can't force me to do what you wish for, but I can offer you some property. That's after I have figured out how to go about it. I don't need you to, to figure out what belongs to me. I'm totally aware of it. Just write a disclaimer that includes whatever I mentioned. Susie, ask yourself what your father should have done. How can you know his property if your father didn't name it in his will? You moron, my father didn't write this will. Yes, he did. He left you with a small cash sum because he knew to sell everything out the same way you sold off the company property. Don't listen to him. He's doing all this because he knows there is a reward. I have worked for my father for, for five years. He can't just throw me out of his will like a banana skin. You've worked while smuggling bags of caviar to other companies. None of you can understand. We don't share departments. He is in marketing. You are in finance. 
How can any of you understand what happens at the warehouse? You're right. How can we know? Except the curl you share your body with from there. Then go ask them. Oh, please. Well, then go die mad about it. You're not smoking that inside here. Beyonce whips out a matchbox from his pockets, lights the cigarette, and starts to smoke. He sits comfortably. Yes, I'm not. I guess I should get going. Why, Quest? Just leave. But you promised you would stay until we discuss about the business and our wedding. And of course, I want to stay as much as you need me, but things don't seem to be normal right now. So you are saying that I'm abnormal? He didn't say that. No, what he actually meant is I am mad, weird, stupid, insane. That's I'm bullshit. You think I don't understand? Jacob smirks wearing his coat to leave. As he grabs his briefcase from the floor, Benzi holds it firmly. What are you doing? You see, he still asks me what I'm doing, yet I'm holding his bag. He thinks I'm stupid, doesn't he? Tom, leave him alone. Let me have my bag. Oh. You want it now? Tom. Let me have my bag. No, you are not leaving until she disclaim what belongs to me. Make her write it. <sighs> I won't do it. Let go of my bag. Bianchi claps it away from his hand. No. I want. Jacob grabs it. To and fro they struggle for the bag. Tom. What? Okay. Now we have gone to the end of the line. Leave. Not until you do what I asked. Susan cries off to her father's bedroom. She later returns with a pistol that she points at Bianchi. Bianchi and Jacob, still in struggling, haven't seen her holding a gun. Suddenly, Jacob sees her. He briskly lets go of the bag, leaving the zip open the files and papers scattering on the floor. A gun? You have a gun? Father's a gun? You have to include that in the disclaimer too. It's part of my inheritance. Now listen. Collect everything you've thrown from that bag. Arrange it. Put it back and leave. Is that a real gun? What is it that you don't see? Get up. It's okay. I'll do it myself. No, dear. It's him that caused all this mess. Let him do it. 
Susan's hand starts to shake. Be careful the way you hold it. You may lose your bridegrooms. You see, you've never shot a gun. That's why your hand is shaky. Feeble hands can't shoot a gun. Bianchi starts to collect Jacob's files from the floor. He stops suddenly with a document in his hand. His jaw slightly drops as he looks through it. Jacob writes to him. Bianchi jerks away from him. Susan, give me that document. So is it. It doesn't concern you. It bears my name on it. How can it not concern me? It's confidential. So I'm confidential to you. Bianchi picks the land title from the table and compares it with the document in his hand. Was it here? It's also here. So I was right. I know it. I know it. You teamed up with him to forge this land title. What is that? Stop playing foolish. Like you don't know what I'm talking about. Jacob, what is he talking about? I, I don't know what, what he's talking about. Don't seem like you don't know what I'm talking about yet. Each word written here is also in this document. How did you come to have this land title? Jacob goes silent. Susan's hand holding a gun drops slowly, looking at Jacob. Let me see that. Oh, you want to cross-check what you wrote? Susan takes the document away from him. She silently reads through. I'm not stupid as you may think. Susan, think it's I. What is this, Jacob? I can't explain. And who has stopped you? Spill the beans. Did you write this thing, Jacob? Oh, you don't know too? Then who did? Your father signed on it. From my understanding, I think writing is different from signing. Jacob, did you write this? Yes, I did. What? And you forced my father to sign on it, right? It's called a deathbed will. Let me get this right. So, you had to sign that death whatever in the praise of you or us? I was the only one in the room before he died. And? So, he had told me earlier what he wanted to appear in his will. So, I, I wrote it and gave him to sign on it. <laughs> so, in just two weeks back, you become a lawyer? Wow. Jacob, I understand my father let you 
as his good employee and as someone who he approved to marry his daughter, but not to the extent of being his real executor. He had lawyers. Sure, he had lawyers. I told you it was a deadbed will. I heard that and I know what it means, but I don't see the executor's signature which should be yours. I, okay, I didn't sign, but... But you forget the whole thing? Admit it. Long silence. A mess of realization wears on Susan's face. Did you kill my father? What? What? No. When I came back in that room, you quickly threw away the pillow that you were holding. It was the pillow his head was lying on. And what was it doing in your hands? He was gasping for breath and I need to... To kill evidence? No, to help him. Please tell me that's true. A moment. Check up wits. Susan. It was a merciful that I didn't want to see you suffer like I did with my wife. And you killed him? Did you even think that he fathers me too? All you care about your fake love life? <laughs> did you have to do this? You didn't even care about her or your love. You want money. I love you, Susan. Shut up. Tom, call the police. No, I don't think that's a good idea. Why the police? He walks to the door and locks it. Call the police. Susan, listen to me. I'm not calling the police. Call the police. I'm not calling it. I'll call it myself. The stage is dark. We hear a struggle that minutes from the dark that ends with two gunshots. The 